the princess of pro wrestling, SoCal Val, and you are listening to the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reffin' show. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reffin' show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole reference show. My name is Perry Smith. My name is Darren Beasley. It is episode 48, Darren. We're getting closer and closer to the Big 5-0. That's episode 48, and you know what? You're still the same. Still the same. Mr. Bob Seeger. You've been, been on a Bob Seeger kick. Lately. I've been on a Bob Seeger kick, uh, which may or may not be better than a throwback basketball kick. I don't know. Maybe better than a super kick. Who oh. could, who's to say? Yeah, you, you went wrestling in the end there. I appreciate that. It all comes full circle. Uh, because our show is about wrestling, and we got a lot of wrestling headlines for you involving a former ROH star who officially is signed with the WWE. Uh, we have a, a New Japan familiar uh, who's making his way back to the uh, squared circle. And we have an update on Ric Flair's condition. Recently admitted to the hospital. And uh, we'll tell you what we know so far. Uh, also, it is SummerSlam weekend, which means... It's the biggest party of the summer. Yeah, and I'm already hating that. I already hate hearing that every five seconds, Michael Cole. He's doing, he's doing his job. I'm not mad at him. Yeah, Hashtag yeah, yeah. biggest part of the time. Right, 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 right. So WWE, Harry, come on, play with us. WWE and NXT both taking over Brooklyn this weekend, taking over the Barclays Center um, for NXT Takeover Brooklyn three. All I'm saying is, there's no sleep till Brooklyn. That's right. And, I'm, uh, which means I'm staying up until Saturday. Okay. No sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, he. He likes to sleep is what that's very funny. Well, I don't like to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the problem. You're you're, you're just a sim, the game The Sims, (laughs) and your your meter is typically pretty low. It is. So you'll fall asleep and uh, you'll wet yourself. I may fall asleep before we finish recording this episode. It's it's actually possible. You'll wet yourself because you you have to go to the bathroom and your, your bathroom meter's full and if you're like me, very quickly, folks, you play The Sims, when you're when you're just done with it, you don't want to play anymore, what you do is you get your Sims into the bathroom, and then you wall over the doorway, and then you take all the amenities out of it. Take out the toilet, take out the shower, and you put in a loud, a loud stereo and make them turn it on to, like, rock and roll or something like that. And then you fast forward time. Maybe they turn it on to Bob Seger. Maybe they turn it to Bob Seger, yeah. If, if I make you in the game, which could happen, which I think has happened before. Um, but then, yeah, they hear loud music, so they can't sleep, even though they pass out, and then and then they can't, they wet themselves, so they gotta use the bathroom real bad, and they starve to death, and eventually they all die. Are you the kid <laughs> that burned ants with a magnifying glass? Not in real life, in video games, quite possibly. Wow, but no. you're, a, in Sims, you're kind of a terrible person. That's how you kill off your people in The Sims when you're done with the game. Well, I hope that you are never elected god. Oh. Because all of us... That's not a game to me. Human lives are, are not a game. A games, however, like are a game. 
Okay. Games right. are a game to me. So you say that, you know, when you got done with Sims, when you were done, you were over it. When you hit the point I of... I felt that way after the first time I played it. Oh, wow. <laughs> when you hit the point of, there is no end game. There, there's nothing to work toward. You've got that cheat code that gives you infinite money. So you're gonna you're gonna make what? You're gonna put the, the, the mechanical bulls in your front yard, of course, for all your you and your buddies to ride, right? And uh, there's there's nothing it's left. It's like real life. It's like real and that, that's the thing too, is is you still have those damn meters. You're still a slave to those fucking meters. You gotta feed them when they're hungry, you gotta make them shower and take a leak when it's they a when stupid they, game. And it's it's a metaphor for life. And I realize I can't even I, I have no control over my own life. The way I've controlled these people's lives. And I'm, I'm worried about these fake people. Well, what am I doing with my life? Well, you got to do a lot more than left click. <laughs> I'll say that. That's true. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about TakeOver and SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, you, SummerSlam. We're going to give say. you our head-to-head. Head-to-head. That's right, for and both TakeOver and SummerSlam. It's been a while since we did one of those. Just about every belt defended at SummerSlam, except the poor Intercontinental Championship. Poor The Miz. M.I.A., because the last big show, not the big show, but the last big show, uh, WrestleMania, the poor IC belt, was uh, kicked down to the pre-show. What is it with the Intercontinental? It used to be the second most prestigious title in the entire fucking organization. I don't know, but we've got plenty of time to talk about it when we start discussing SummerSlam. But before we can get to that, we got to talk about those headlines. So, formerly with ROH, he's been a free agent for a while. He's actually wrestled a couple of independent shows, actually wrestled a Wrestle Circus pretty recently. Adam Cole Baby, former ROH champion. A former three-time ROH World Champion. The only three-time ROH World Ah. Champion there's ever been. Has officially signed with WWE, (gasps) and he's on his way to NXT. I bet I know where he's on his way to. I assume we'll see him in the audience at TakeOver Brooklyn NXT loves that old chestnut. They put Drew McIntyre. I'm just here. I am just a guy. Here I am. What was that? Was that Orlando WrestleMania weekend? Correct. It was. Here I am. I'm just. You remember me? I'm Drew McIntyre. Here I am in the NXT front row. Ah! Right. Now I want that belt. Right. And, uh, and then, Bobby Roode before that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's just but I tell you what, well-groomed white guy after well-groomed <laughs> white guy showing up. However, Adam Cole's got one thing on both Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre as far as well-groomed white guys go. Adam Cole's kind of cool. Adam Cole's kind of cool. Right? Sure. You don't think so? Hey, man. I think Adam Cole is pretty damn cool, baby. I like him. He's a former Bullet Club, which I like. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I, I need, I, I, I do like Adam Cole, but I need more to like him a lot. Oh, wow. I don't. You know what? And I'm that, on board. And that's where I am with Drew McIntyre, too. Wow. Not a fan. I don't. Okay. I mean, I am. I am a it's, fan. It's I don't need more. It's because they I told you. I needed more for years. They told you he was a big deal. No, no. So you went, you're right, he's a big deal. See, it's. Not at all. That's how I felt about, that's how I felt about Cody Rhodes, though. Was they told me he was a big deal. He's a big deal. Who? Wait when? a minute. He's Cody Rhodes. Who's he's win? he's Who not win? a huge deal. 
Cody Rhodes when he hit ROH and he hit the uh, the Indies and stuff like that. Which and I I, I do like Cody Rhodes. He, he's good at what he does. But I was like, oh, Cody Rhodes, the best. It's like, yeah. Wait, no, no, not the best. Wow. Very good, but not the best. Come on. That, well, no, not the best, but he's your reigning ROH world champion. Speaking of ROH champions, yeah, with Adam Cole showing up at WWE. But sure yeah, enough, I was really surprised, though, to hear that, that you don't care for Cody that much. I don't hate the guy. Well, I'm just... I don't know the guy. I'm just saying it's a little curious. And as far as Drew McIntyre goes, no. I would have never given Drew McIntyre the time of day until he has reappeared in NXT. Right. Not even when he was over in TNA or in Progress or even in PWG. I still didn't give a damn about Drew McIntyre, who was, of course, going by Drew Galloway right. while he was doing all that. Of course. No matter how many people told me he was a big deal. Literally, it's just been since he's reappeared in NXT now he seems like a big deal. Seems like because they built him up to be a big deal, Darren. I just said that. No, they they, no, they no. fed you. You're not. Look listening. at this big deal. And he's a big deal. He's a tall guy. Yeah. I think he's a good wrestler. And I like there to hear him go. talk. And I like the way he looks. Right. Well, I was not a huge fan of Rhodes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't feel like I have. I'm familiar enough with Adam Cole. I just don't think you like ROA. That's the thing. I'm giving you all these context clues here. There is a disconnect with me and ROH. Wow. ROH, ROH is good. I enjoy it. I guess I just, since I'm not bathing in it constantly, I kind of forget about it. Whereas, whereas I watch something like New Japan, and granted, half the time it's just the ROH guys on the New Japan show. So I maybe I take that back then, because because there, there is a lot of good things about ROH. But I, I think I miss the Adam Cole portion of ROH. Um, I, I didn't pay close enough attention. I was got my got my mind somewhere else watching some other stuff. I don't know. But Adam Cole, looking forward to him showing up in NXT. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. Obviously, he's going to wrestle for him. He's not just oh, I'm just I'm just I was just in Brooklyn, so I thought I'd see NXT. Um, which they're going to try to do, I suppose. They're going to um, try and give him a British accent. Apparently, apparently well. yeah, he's not. He's not right. um, actually, it'd be great if he weren't just in the audience because that's kind of getting old to me. Oh, absolutely! Um, but but, but th- I guess that kind of that's kind of taken from like UFC almost. Where it's yeah, like, I... hey, look who's looks in the crowd. Yeah, it's great. Oh, oh, this fighter's calling out the guy in the crowd. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like it is getting a little old, but it's still pretty cool. Right. But at the same time, I guess it doesn't happen that often, considering like I can't remember who before. Unless it is Bobby Roode before... Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it's kind of like, okay, that, that was a big gap in that happening. But there's not that many takeovers. But guess year. what? Adam Cole in NXT. Right. We get to see Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre. Adam Cole, Aleister Black. Adam Cole, maybe Lars Sullivan one day. Maybe. I, I don't mean, know. A lot of cool matchups for Adam Cole in NXT. Depends on... The, but Bobby mean, Fish is there. I hate the... I, I hate that he... Yeah, you really hate ROH. No, no, I hate that he's going to show up and they'll go, well, number one contender for the title instantly. It's like, no, you got to earn that. But I but also hate that Adam Cole, who is a three-time ROH champion, is being sent to the, the NXT machine like, you're going to learn how to wrestle now, boy. I know you've been wrestling for a while, but now you got to learn how to wrestle. <laughs> well, that's definitely I, I, I how that. I felt about a lot of people, especially somebody uh, at this point, right. especially someone like... Roderick Strong. Right. You know, Roderick Strong should have been in NXT for a cup of coffee. 
and then up to the main roster. Uh, like they he did, really likes the coffee. Dude. Like they He's... did with Kevin Owens, let's say. Right. But the fact that the way they're doing it now, and you've still got Roddy Strong in NXT, that's surprising to me. And not as the champion. Right. If he were the champion, it'd be a different story. I thought for sure, like he was about to get the championship from Rude. Thank God that wasn't a head-to-head. Head-to-head. I'd have been wrong about that. Uh, But anyway, Adam Cole is uh, official. He's officially showing up in NXT. And uh, hopefully he'll make his debut in some capacity. We don't know what capacity. uh, In Brooklyn this weekend at NXT TakeOver. Um, So Adam Cole in NXT. Someone came back to New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling former number one contender to the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Katsuyori Shibata. He appeared at the G1 tournament. Katsuyori Shibata, who in his last match, in his attempt to gain the IWGP title by taking it away from Kajka Okada, the Rainmaker, hit Okada with a really, really vicious headbutt which did far more damage to Shibata than it did Okada. Gotta love Shibata, that strong style. Yeah. Shibata hospitalized for a very long period of time. There were all sorts of reports of him in and out of coma. Was it medically induced? Was it not? Is he blind? He does not feel his fingers and toes. Then it was he didn't feel part of his body. Um, he like will never wrestle sec- again. Def- never wrestle again. Yeah. Never walk again. Just uh, all of this was due to, of course, brain damage. Brain damage and blood on the brain, swelling of the brain, all sorts of things that happen, all sorts of gnarly, very unsavory things that happen when you damage your head like that, when you slam it against someone else's head. I'm glad Okada's okay. Well, Shibata shows up at G1. He walks to the ring. He looks like a million dollars. He gets in the ring. He gets the microphone. People are losing their minds. They're so happy to see him. On the microphone, he says two things. I am alive. And that's all. He sat down in the ring. Briefly, he got up. He left the ring. He looked uh, a, a wee bit emotional. The crowd was incredibly emotional, as you might imagine. And then Shibata exited the arena we have no idea what's in store leave them guessing i like it yeah so glad to see shibata looking good hopefully his health is on the mend uh as long as he can live a happy healthy life i don't care if i never see him in the ring again but wouldn't it be awesome if we could see the wrestler Katsuyori Shibata in the ring again for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, wrestling is a little bit, a little bit brighter with Shibata around. Um, but speaking of uh, tragic incidents in wrestling, unfortunately, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, uh, as of this point, as the point of this broadcast, you know, um, he is in the hospital right now in a medically induced coma. Uh, details about Flair being in the hospital, a little fuzzy, because there are just, I mean, this story's being picked up by sources all over the internet, a lot of contradiction, Uh, a lot of people not really knowing for sure, but what I can tell, though, um, he had a blockage, uh, which led to a lot of severe, uh, complications, 
Um, he did have a surgery for the blockage, which was successful, but um, it did lead to other things, including a uh, failed kidney, I believe. Uh, it was one of the one of the things that hurt from yeah, the most Yeah, you're, you're saying all the things that I heard as well. Okay. I know that the blockage, typically when you hear that someone has a blockage, uh, and then they don't say that it's an arterial blockage, if they just say blockage, it's typically believed that it is... Uh, waste or excrement that is somehow blocking uh, the small or large intestines. That's what I assumed, actually. And, um, and that's what was assumed with this blockage. However, Wendy Barlow, the fiancé, a.k.a. Fifi, Fifi, the fiancé of the Nature Boy, uh, reported today that, today being Wednesday, like I said, we're giving you all this information as of this broadcast, of this recording, Beefy let the public know that he did not, in fact, have colon surgery. So what was blocked? I don't know. But she did say that there were a series of organ failures, which is very serious business. Obviously lends some credence to the idea that his kidneys were failing. Nevertheless, the medically induced coma is has been done in an effort to take a critical situation and hopefully allow things to settle back down. Right. Well, on behalf of myself and Darren, all the best to the nature boy. Speedy recovery. And uh, hopefully, you know, low blow this thing and, uh, you know. Hashtag kick out champ. <laughs> kick out champ is uh, what? Hogan? Hogan said that? Yeah, Hogan told him to kick out it too. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, yeah, Flair goes. That that's a that's a big that's a huge. No, don't loss even say that. Don't the even say I, that. I'm, I'm, devil's advocate. Uh, but anyway, he's he's faced far worse. He's faced far worse. So uh, anyway, speedy recovery to the Nature Bois. So with that being said, this is the weekend of SummerSlam and NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Biggest party of the summer. Uh, Darren, you and I, we got to go head to head. Head to head. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. 3. 3. 3. Back to Brooklyn 2. 2. 2. 2. At the Barclays Center for the third year in a row in Brooklyn, New York, this Saturday, the 19th of August. 19th. 19th. <laughs> NXT is taking over. Barclays Center, what a beautiful arena, and what a really, really resplendent area of Brooklyn. I was there for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 1, and I was there for SummerSlam 2015 live, and I had a great time, and I made plans to be there for TakeOver Brooklyn 2 and 3, SummerSlam 2016, 2017. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's okay. We live about, you know, 1,800 miles away. It's not an easy trip to make. If you were a real wrestling fan, dude. I am. Oh, guess what? You know who I saw? You know who I saw uh, at TakeOver Brooklyn 1 in the summer of 2015? I saw Box Brown. Oh, wow. Box Brown, the comic book illustrator, who is quite a wrestling fan in his own right. Had the Andre the Giant graphic novel, which was uh, received with great critical acclaim, and I know fans were very pleased with it. Was it a tall tale? 
It was. Oh. Because, you know, anything, anything of the sort. Look at look you. Look at me. Box Brown hanging out at TakeOver, and, uh, and that was cool. Hopefully we can talk about some Box Brown stuff on the show sometime. I'd love to have Box Brown on the show. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, the dude is a huge, huge wrestling fan and knows his stuff. Oh, well. But TakeOver Brooklyn 3 is this Saturday, the 19th of August, 2017. And we've got the typical five-match card for a two-hour show. The night before WWE puts on a super show, they let Kid Brother NXT run the same town. And we get those five matches of doom. And I like this card. What you think? Uh, yeah, typical NXT card. The three titles uh, represented. And then the two grudge matches <laughs> behind that. Um, and uh, the grudge matches are uh, grudgy. They're say. grudgy. I We finally get to see Johnny Wrestling back in action. Hey, he lives up to his name. Very nice. Oh, he, he's not Johnny. Johnny hanging out in the back. Yes. Johnny Gargano is the man of whom we speak, of course. He is in the opening match of the evening against Andrade Cien Almas. Who you got in this match? Well, um, this match is kind of thrown together. Kind of like, oh, oh, champ is hurt. Oh, God. Oh, boy. See, Andrade, you get in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not the match that it's supposed to be. And, you know, no offense to Andrade, but I mean, Gargano versus Champa, we saw what that looked like during the CWC, did we not? We did. We did. I'd love to see a, a super heel Champa fight the super face Johnny Gargano. But that, when who knows when that'll happen? It almost makes me think of Debbie Gibson, and I feel like. That's gonna all. That's gonna happen. Hashtag only in my dreams. You always feel like Debbie Gibson. I do. I often feel like Debbie Gibson. <laughs> um, but and I, mean, I feel like chicken tonight. It's uh. I, I feel like this is something that's maybe gonna last a little while because you got to give Johnny Wrestling something to do, uh, and you got to let the bad guy win sometimes. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Andrade. Oh, who has been in a very cold streak. Uh, you know, losing at pay per views and such. And uh, Gargano doesn't need to win this match. There's no reason for Gargano to win. You know, I, I think it just means more for Andrade to go ahead and just win. And then this this feud continues on. What do you think, Darren? I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano here. Oh, already? Oh, man, the we first match. disagree. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. I think he does need this victory. Mm. Because, I mean, we saw him get real. We saw him get obliterated, lambasted by his former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa. And then he disappeared just like Ciampa did. And it's like, we didn't really get a good explanation for that. If he's going to be off TV, if he's not going to be wrestling, uh, throw something together. Film him rehabbing. Film him being depressed. Film him taking a sabbatical and sailing the high seas. You know, like trying to find himself, like out in the woods meditating. Anything, but no, we I, didn't I, get it. We just, oh man, huge, huge angle after their match at ten, the last takeover. And then they both disappear. Yeah. Champa appears a couple times to go like, yeah, that's what you get. That's all we've gotten out of this entire feud. I didn't say Andrade would win fairly, Darren. And my, my reason for picking Andrade has a lot to do with the next match which is Aleister Black taking on Hideo Itami. Okay. 
Hideo Itami, I don't think has ever won a match in NXT history. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's ever not had his nose broken but he's, in a match in NXT He's history. also the heel in this one, taking on Aleister Black, who is becoming a fan favorite very quickly. And I do think the you face... You find that strange? I think Aleister Black needs to win this one to kind of keep his, his mythos going. I agree. Um, keep his heat. And Hideo, they're just they're basically using him to put everyone over at this point. And Andrade's that guy too. Like I said, Andrade's the, the NXT Dolph Ziggler. Um, but I think he's going to win because he has to keep this thing going. I think when it comes to Hideo and Aleister, I think just you know, Aleister going over Hideo. Um, so I think Aleister's going to win this match. Which again is why I picked Andrade before because I think well I pick you know, Alistair Black to win as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we got a couple babies going over here. I think you got Johnny Gargano going over Almas, and I think it's okay that we're gonna have Alistair Black go over Itami. It only makes sense for Black to go over Itami here. They're trying to push Black really hard, and they're succeeding to a certain extent, but on television. If you look at only the sum of his work and his exposure on NXT television, it's not very big. Mm -hmm. You have to look at what's happening on the house shows to realize this guy's main eventing house show after house show after house show. He's winning every time he comes through the curtain. Alistair Black, as a whole, uh, as far as what's being produced by the NXT producers... Alistair Black is already a big deal. Mm-hmm. He's a very big deal. So for him to lose this match to Atami, uh, I think that definitely set him too far back when you consider the limited television time NXT has. He's on a gravy train with biscuit wheels, and uh, there's no time to stop. He's going to roll right through Hideo Atami. We agree on that one. So, face versus heel, face versus heel. Now, this next match is not that. It which- is not. I find this very interesting because it is for the NXT Tag Team titles. We're talking the Authors of Pain, who are the current reigning NXT champions. They've been champions for a while now. It's time to move on now. They have been the champions for a while with their manager, Paul Ellering. That's right, Akam and Razor. They're taking on Sanity. That is the combination of Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane. That's insanity. That is insanity. No, no, they are insanity. That's why they're... They are, in, they are insanity. They're part of sanity. And that's why. that... That is, yeah. Is insanity. Yeah, very surprised Eric Young isn't one of the two. Like, maybe Young and Killian Dane. Um, but I like this a lot. I think the audience is actually getting behind sanity on this one because people do not like The Office of Pain. Yeah, and people really like sanity. They're a cool faction to like. Yeah. Even though they're heel and everything about them is trending heel... People like them, period, and they certainly, like you said, like them as opposed to the Authors of Pain. And we've seen on NXT television Sanity doing something very abnormal for the full sale arena and coming out of the crowd to attack the Authors of Pain from behind. Sanity uh, actually being able to leave the Authors of Pain lying on the ground, that's pretty impressive. I like it. Uh, So who you got in the match, though? Who's walking away with the NXT tag belts? I think this is crazy enough, and there's enough outside interference for Sanity to get the win here on the Office of Pain. How do you feel? I definitely feel Sanity walks away with these belts. Man, I like it. I like the idea, because so many tag teams have tried and failed in the last uh, few months or so. It's time, man, right? 
It, it is, is time. time. <laughs> get rid of get rid of these uh, Office of Pain people. Because, <laughs> I mean, Sanity needs something. Especially in a company where, like I've said many times before, the belts don't move enough. Um, as much as I love Asuka's title reign, you know, as much as I like Nakamura and Rude and stuff like that, and no one in Sanity is going to quite get to the point of probably heavyweight contendership. Um, Eric Young, maybe, sometime. And like I said before, I would love for Sanity to have all the belts. Have... Uh, Wolf and Killian Dane as tag team champions. Oh, champion. That'd be so good. Eric Young as the the NXT champion, just because it also you know boosts uh, sanity a bit. And I like that they're a faction. There aren't enough factions in wrestling right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, all, all the credit in the world to sanity. And it, you know, Authors of Pain, I've never been a fan of. I've never gotten behind them, except for when I was behind them in line at Whataburger in Jacksonville after <laughs> NXT Jacksonville. Um, but, uh... Somebody yeah. alert Rich Bokini. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I just, I, 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 as a fan, I want to see Sanity win, and as uh, someone who's calling this on this very special weekend where anything could happen, uh, I'm going to have to go with Sanity. Don't say it. God, Darren, stop it, stop it. All right, we agree that Sanity will walk out of Brooklyn as the NXT Tag Team Champions, they might rent those bicycles that are across the street from the Barclays Center and ride bicycles away. Ride bicycles to the subway. You should do that. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. No, I don't. Oh, man. You know what would be really cool? Yeah. Old, old WWF style where they would show a lot of the happenings uh, in the city with wrestlers, you know, especially on the days of big events. Where they're all wearing like... Big cities. Like giant baseball jerseys and like no. fanny packs and, and black short shorts? Uh, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the... No, they're all playing community softball. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I want I want to see that. Well, okay, well, that's fine. I don't want to see them like, you know, reading to children or visiting well, the boys. That's because you're a bad and... person. Well, I may be, <laughs> but I'm also a wrestling fan. Okay. I want to. What I this want to see. This involves wrestlers. Technically, it is wrestling. I understand that, but I want to see like the bushwhackers eating at a fancy restaurant that they have no business being in. Okay, that's which funny. means I want to see sanity like taking the subway from Brooklyn like to Manhattan, like with the belts. Like ah, we won the belts. Now let's go get on the subway. Like because they don't, you know, they're not. Wrestlers that book plane tickets. Remember, we did this whole thing with Bray Wyatt, right? No, you know, I, I, I do want to see Sanity pull up to the arena and like a Mad Max style, oh, like, like so jeep good. or something like that. <laughs> like, does it make you think they drove from the last town all the way there? Yeah, and and Alexander Wolf was just slam dancing and screaming the entire way. And that is exactly what I want to see as well. But you know what's funny? Hmm. I wasn't thinking that when you said. I want to see, <laughs> when you said I want to see Sanity drive up to the Barclays Center, right? And what you and you finished it with in a Mad Max type vehicle. Mm-hmm. And that changed my entire thinking. And that is awesome. That is an amazing, amazingly fun thought. And I hope that happens. But <laughs> what I thought when you first said I want to see them drive up. Of course, I mean, I also see them in character, in costume. Of course. But not in a Mad Max type vehicle. Not in like a Mercury rent-a-car or something like that. (laughs) I saw them in the Mirthmobile that Garth Algar drives in the film Wayne's World. 
I literally saw the Mirth Mobile with Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, Nikki Cross, and Eric Young crammed into it, pull up at the Barclays Center where there is no parking, and they just stop <laughs> in the road and get out. And of course, they, speaking of the Bushwhackers, they might as well Bushwhacker walk into the Barclays Center, beat the Authors of Pain, take the belts, go back outside, get in the Mirth Mobile, and drive away. Nice. And of course, Bohemian Rhapsody would be playing. Oh, they get Bohemian Rhapsody and they win the belts. I'm I'm pretty happy with all of that. Well, let's hope that happens. And let's <laughs> hope that we are right and Sanity uh, walks away victorious, slam dances away victorious uh, on uh, that warm night in uh, Brooklyn on August 19th. And it is going to be so hot. Oh. I don't feel. I don't. Well, I we're don't hot know. over here, so they can get over it. All right, get over it. Oh no, nee nee. Um, another NXT championship on the line. The women's NXT title defended by your reigning record-breaking champion, Asuka, who has uh, now passed over 500 days as women's champion. She's the Empress of tomorrow. It's quite a feat. And she's the Empress of today. Right. She's been the Empress of yesterday quite a bit, this 500-day-plus 500 uh, yesterdays. Three. There you go. Um, well, 499 yesterdays. Because today is 500. Is That's, it? Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, she takes on Ember Moon, a worthy adversary, Ember Moon. Ember Moon should have fought Asuka quite a while back, but Asuka actually injured Ember Moon in a women's battle royal to name the number one contender to Asuka. And Ember Moon was thrown out of the ring and eliminated from a women's battle royal to name a number one contender to Asuka. Thrown out by Asuka. Yeah. Asuka, who had no business being there in the first place, eliminated Ruby Riot and Ember Moon and Nikki Cross. And uh, she ended up having to face all of them. And she retained. Uh, she didn't face Ember Moon at that time, though. So this is Ember Moon swooping in. She's healthy, she's over her arm injury, and she's taking no prisoners on NXT television. She wants Asuka. Asuka, who, whose title reign at over 500 days, is now the seventh longest title reign in WWE history. Pretty impressive. That is very impressive, indeed. Um, and I love Asuka, you love Asuka. Um, and there's a lot, uh, a lot of factors in this match because I don't. Again, I still don't want to see Oscar lose the championship, uh, but also I do think Oscar is so close to showing up on WWE television. Um, so I mean, she could very well lose this match and be on Raw the next night or two nights later, I should say. Um, she could very well win this match and still show up on Raw two nights later. Um, I don't know, maybe Asuka would not go to Raw. Maybe she's more SmackDown. Just add a little bit to that, I guess. And I'll see Asuka fight Charlotte. Like, that'd be great, right? Just all, all kinds of combinations. I mean, she can go anywhere and, and wrestle anyone, and it'd be great to watch. But, I mean, it's, so it's tough. Like, I mean, as, as a huge fan of Asuka, I don't want her to lose. It makes sense for her to lose, to kind of pass the torch to Ember Moon on her way out. But at the same time, you don't want Asuka to lose any momentum jumping into uh, WWE. And, you know, Asuka with this whole, you know, 500-plus day uh, killing spree, because that's what it is. It has been uh, that. It's a killing spree. 
Um, I mean, if she takes the belt to Raw, or that, I mean, that's that's awesome by itself. So I think Ember Moon wins this match. What, Darren? You're fired, Darren. Uh, I think Ember Moon wins this match because I think that NXT and WWE think Ember Moon is, and I mean this with all due respect to Ember Moon. I think they think she's better than she is. Wow. I think they think she's more over than she is. She's over. She is over with the fans. She just isn't on that superstar, that like megastar level at all. And Asuka is there. She doesn't have the mic skills. I will definitely say that. She seems kind of nervous and awkward at times. Uh, She's very athletic. And I think she is a very good wrestler. Um, and her lack of mic skills can't be, you know, oh, well, she's just J- Japanese, you know, which Oscar may or may not be good at a mic, <laughs> but you can say like, well, English, not her first language, so it's okay. As long as she's screaming, okay. As long as she's screaming, it doesn't matter what she says. And she, she rants in, in Japanese and people are like, yeah, and she could be saying, you know, I hope everyone's mother dies here in the yeah. arena. And they're like, well, she could be for all you know. I agree, but I hope not. I hope not also. But you know what? I got to go with my girl. Uh, I got to go with Asuka. We, we disagree for the second time on this head-to-head. Head-to-head. Things are getting tense between us, Darren. I don't know if I can even look at you anymore. Things are getting intense. They are. It's intensity, intensity. is live at Budokan. Another Wayne's World reference from Darren Beasley here. No Bob Seger on that uh, Wayne's World soundtrack, is there? Uh, what were they thinking? Uh, they're thinking Bob Seger is not something that Wayne and Garth would listen to. I don't know. I think he might be, though. It would not be. I think he totally would be. Especially Garth. Garth is deep. Garth's like a closet. He listens to Megadeth. He doesn't listen to Bob Seger. Yeah, but he might. All right. I listen to Megadeth and Bob Seger. Mm. What are you saying? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you're conflicted. <sighs> that and that's the, how I am about this the, women's That might match. be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> oh, I'm conflicted about this women's title match, but I think Ember Moon goes over because I don't think they want Asuka taking the belt uh, to the main roster. It's happened and before? I do, of course it's happened it's before. before. Of course it's happened before. I don't think they want it happening right now, Right. but I do completely agree with you that Asuka's got... To appear either the next night at SummerSlam or either on Raw or SmackDown. I agree. Which if, if Oscar- are both in Brooklyn four straight nights. Ah, uh, must be nice, Brooklyn. At the Barclays Center. Yeah. Which, I mean, Asuka losing the match could have nothing to do with Asuka fairly losing. Could be a third party that shows up and screws things up for Asuka. There's plenty of women in that division. Which immediately sets up an Ember Moon and whoever feud, you know? Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. And uh, also going to retain and have it forever. So now we've discussed the <laughs> top women's belt in NXT. Time the to only women's belt. The top men's belt in NXT. The NXT championship. And your champion is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. He's taking on Drew McIntyre. And we've already talked about Drew McIntyre and how he's awesome. I'm sorry that you hate everyone who was ever in ROH. But Bobby Roode, as the NXT champion, taking on Drew McIntyre, who you got? 
That's tough. That is tough, Darren. Because, I, again, I thought Roddy Strong for sure was going to take the belt from Rude. The, the working man's wrestler was going to beat the showboat Bobby Rude. Uh, McIntyre is taller, however, than Bobby Rude. But Rude's going to have to do some uh, some good old heel tactics to, to keep that belt. Uh, but I don't know. I'm going to turn it back to you. Who do you think is going over in this match? I think that Bobby Roode retains. Oh, but who? Who, after McIntyre, are they going to throw at Bobby Roode? Adam Cole, no, baby. that's too fast. Lars Sullivan. That's way... What are you... What? Who are you? He's a monster. No, no. I agree a with that. A monster. But he's he's hasn't even had singles matches on television they're still playing up that whole him having tag team partners that lose, so he has to beat him up uh, angle, which they just, you can, you can drop that now. We get it. He's angry. I, I think wrestlers should know by now you should not team up with Lars Sullivan. Hashtag mean madman. Exactly. Um, but I, I do, I'm, I gotta say Rude's gonna hold on to it. Oh, okay, so now you agree with me. I didn't say I ever You just don't agree with, with who his follow-up opponent should be. I'm just confused about the trajectory of NXT right now. I am too. Okay. I, in fairness, I am too. Well, I still you. love it. It's probably my favorite wrestling. I watch. never said I hated it. If I, I question it, I it doesn't mean I dislike it. I know you. That's don't it, hate Darren. It. That is it. We are through. I know you. We don't. are through messing around because we think Bobby Roode is going to walk in the NXT Championship. That's real cute. And he's going to walk out. You know how much I hate that. You know how much I hate that. I'm going to walk in the champion. Oh, I know. And I'm going to walk out the champion. I'm going to walk in the championship and I'm going to walk out the championship. <laughs> I like when they say that sometimes on accident. Yeah, accidentally on purpose because they're idiots. Some yes. of them. Some of them. So that's it. That is your lineup for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn thrice. Five matches. All three championships are on the line. And uh, you and I got some conflicting answers here, Mr. Beasley. Yes, we do. That's fun and different. Yes, it's fun and different. It is fun Whee! and different. It is fun and What's different. What's the difference in this before? It's different. I mean, I know the listeners have to be glad of it because it was such a long stretch where I was like, okay... They're picking the... Okay. We used to just flip a coin, folks. <laughs> we didn't really... Care. That's not true. Um, but yeah, we definitely have some uh, differing opinions on some of these matchups. And I can't wait to see what's going on. Because, I mean, it, it, it's anyone's game. It's NXT. And I feel like sometimes weird shit happens in NXT. So someone you think is a sure thing loses. And you're like, well, that's very interesting. But you know what? It doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's just, as long as it's a good wrestling match, as long as you're entertained, that's all there is. Right, Darren? That's right. That is right. Because I say things that are right. So that is it for NXT TakeOver. That is our head-to-head. Head-to-head. Which means we gotta go head-to-head. Head-to-head. For the biggest party of the summer. Ugh. You know who's calling it that, don't you? They are. We're gonna do some WWE SummerSlam 2017. It's time for WWE SummerSlam from Brooklyn, New York, the Barclays Center, Sunday, August 20th, 2017. Hashtag biggest party of the summer. I'm a shill. I'll go ahead and be a shill. I'm like Michael Cole. 
But I also call it right down the middle. Unlike Michael Cole. Unlike Michael Cole, yeah. Now he's he's uh, that's a no that's a no good situation. It's a lose lose situation. He's no good. He's no good. He's no good. Baby, Adam <laughs> Cole, baby. He's no good. Hopefully, we've seen Adam Cole, baby, less than twenty four hours earlier when we're sitting here watching SummerSlam. But here we are, you and me, running down this card, running down a dream. We're going head to head. Head to head. Let's make our picks for this hashtag biggest party of the summer. There's a pre-show, which is going to be at least one hour, maybe two hours. Yeah. Before a special four-hour presentation of SummerSlam. And it's a good thing we're recording this segment a little bit later than we typically would because this just in. They added... Another match to the pre-show. The pre-show now has three matches. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. A match that actually took place on this past Raw, where we saw the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan Angle uh, take on The Miz and uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Now, I thought they had the match on Raw for the pre-show, so the like, like basically setting it up to have it again at the pre-show, because that way you get all six people together. It's kind of silly thinking that... The Hardy Boys, you know, who are as hot as they are right now. And The Miz, who is your IC champ, is not on SummerSlam at all. So, at the very least, you could make this happen. Well, and Jason Jordan, which love that angle or hate it. Pun very seriously right, intended. Right, Is a hot commodity. He is something in which they've invested a great deal. Yeah. Why are all these people... Coming to the show this late and being put on this early. Well, we're going to find out because they're now involved in a matchup in the pre-show. I don't get it. Well, Darren, who do you got? Uh, out of that, who that is. It's got to be the good guys, right? Got to be the good guys. Got to be the Hardys and Jason Jordan over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. All right. All right. But what are what are the Hardys doing? Are they broken yet? No, they're not broken. Again, again, state of disrepair, Hardys. They're yeah. not broken yet. <laughs> I know they were talking about being woken. Right. And I didn't know whether I was supposed to say hashtag stay woke or if I was supposed to reference Leon Scott. I don't want the Hardy boys to be awake or awakened or woken or woke i want to be broken right harry right well there's a lot of legal red tape to get through before they can be broken i'm afraid um but what if we just break them and well until you know actually if they keep misusing them wwe is going to break them yeah well it's only been a few months since they were the hottest moment at the ultimate thrill ride wrestlemania 33 the ultimate shield ride Darren beasley <laughs> Yeah, they're going over, though. They're going over in this match. What do you think? Yeah. 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 Also, a lot of titles being defended on the pre-show itself, and that does include the SmackDown Live tag team titles, The New Day, who uh, snagged them from those Usos. And uh, look at that. The Usos get another chance at redemption on the pre-show. I really hope belts don't change hands on the pre-show. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they will. I'm gonna go ahead and just say the New Day needs to hold on to these belts. I, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that they need to, but I'm For definitely the sake gonna say... Of the the placement on the card. Fair, no, totally that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely, I, I feel you. I just think it would be neat for the Usos to beat the New Day. Like, I think this could be a really great feud. I mean, the feud is going. The program has lasted a while, but it needs to have a little bit more oomph to it. And I think it would if the Usos were to take the belts back at this juncture. They're not going to, because like you said, on a pre-show, and it's the New Day. I mean, WWE is, I, I mean, I don't hate the New Day, but God, WWE will not let it rest. They will not let the New Day uh, go gently into that good night. And I, I don't know what to think about the New Day, considering they didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. They hosted it, which means they showed up twice during WrestleMania. They, they didn't host it. <laughs> they basically did not host it. And here they are on the pre-show for SummerSlam. It's kind of like, come on. like the new Day, Those are your champions. The New right. Day... New Day is very popular. So the, put them on the card, you know? Put them on the main card. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, but I Usos, still, I definitely like the Usos better and better each week. I really have become a fan over this last... Uh, Usos mark over here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, my, my, color me marked. Okay. I'm not sure what color that is, but... <sighs> you know what? It has no color. I, I don't see color. That's good. You know? I'm the United Colors of Benetton. You're colorblind. But I mean, like, you're literally colorblind. <laughs> So. I, stoplights are hell for me. Okay, well, how would you know? Because some, sometimes, because <laughs> sometimes the stoplights are, are go lights. Uh, yes, um, and for you they'd be all the time because you're colorblind. Um, so yeah, we're, we both got the new day in this one. For Retaining. the record, I'm not colorblind. Okay, well, okay, you said you. Were. I'm color tolerant. Okay, there you go. There you go. New day retains. Tag team titles is what we're going to go with on this one. Moving on to the third match of the pre-show. This is pre-show. It's before show. And then you had the show. You could All wa- this wrestle yeah. before the wrestle. Yeah. yeah. You could watch the pre-show and it's kind of kind of be its own show. Yeah. It's a, it is you can its leave own afterward. When the pre-show's over, I'm turning it off and saying, that was it. All done. <laughs> yeah, you can watch Renee... And Jerry Lawler and Booker T. And you can watch Booker T, man. <laughs> you can watch Booker T. Yeah, this next match here. This is the character's hour, man. Is you it? feel me? You feel me, man? I feel it's you. The and never, never want to take it back. You feel me? I feel you. Feel me. I feel you. Feel me. He's yeah. got, he's got to come strong, man. He's got to come with it. You feel me? I you feel, feel me? I feel you. Feel that? I, I feel you. You feel me? I, I feel you, Book. Sorry, Booker T. I feel you, Book. Sorry, but we had to get uh, Hall of Famer Booker T out of here. <laughs> he was taking over the show. Uh, but he will be at SummerSlam. You, you better get to Brooklyn, Book. you got to be at SummerSlam. Uh, no, I, yes. really, I really do think uh, that they'll trot some other people out, too. I mean, this is going to be a two-hour They're going to trot them out. They are. They're going to show them out, off. They're and... going to trot out that old pony Shawn Michaels. Oh. You know he's going to sit there with his wonky eye. And a strong oh my cowboy hat. God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Didn't know you hated uh, Shawn Michaels hate so much. I don't hate, but I call it right down the you middle. You called him wonky, Harry. This is the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. I'm well it's the aware. Only, it's the only wrestling podcast. I'm well aware. That calls for, it right down the middle. And for 48 wonderful episodes, we have done just that. But there is such thing as just being mean to Shawn Michaels. I'm not being mean. Okay. 
He can't help it. I'm not saying he has a wonky eye. Which makes him less of a man. Well. I'm not saying that at all. You basically did. I didn't. But Booker T, however, But wearing right. that straw cowboy hat, yeah. that makes him less of a man. Well, Booker T was right when the, he said Akira Tozawa was fighting Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Akira Tozawa had just won the belt from Neville. A shocking victory. Shocking upset took place on Raw. If you missed Raw, you missed a, you missed a really good show, actually. I must say, Raw was actually pretty good. You know what that victory is, right? Jack victory? If, if you were to put a hashtag... On Akira Tozawa's victory over Neville. What would that hashtag say? Uh, <laughs> hashtag take that Austin Aries. Yes! Okay, That's exactly yes! what it would say. Yes. It would say take that banana man. Sure Austin Aries watched it and went, oh yep, oh yep. Was that hard? Was that so hard to do? I'm going to go eat some more plants. <laughs> Plant killer. Um, so it's Tozawa who's got the Cruiserweight Championship, defends it against Neville. Again, that is the pre-show. And it's a newly won title after Neville had it for forever. Yeah, Tozawa. Tozawa leaves Brooklyn still with that purple fruit roll-up belt. The grape fruit roll-up belt, yes. Um, grape, grape, purple, same difference. They better not strip Akira of the title so quickly after Neville had it forever. I mean, I don't even know what the, the plan for the future for Akira Dazawa would be having the belt, but he needs to not lose it back immediately. No, and so not on the not. pre-show, you know, so. Well, they, I think putting the belt on Tozawa was like the first effort to legitimize the Titus brand because just having, I don't know, it was stuck somewhere in the middle. It's like, hey, if you're just going to job out the people that Titus is representing, then make that the gimmick, but it wasn't. Right. Like, you could do that make that the gimmick, make them just the damn Keystone Cops right. of wrestling and make them totally stupid, or you better let somebody win every now and then because you don't want them to be the humorless job squad because there is literally no fun and no entertainment in that. Right. So... I think that's why they put the belt on Tozawa, because they are not interested in putting a belt on Apollo Crews. Also, have a female join the Titus brand. That'd be great. That'd be great. And we Make it a staple. Absolutely. Go full blown. blown. Yep. Um, So yeah, we agree on that so far in the head-to-head. Head-to-head. We are in agreement. We think all the belts are staying put, and the faces are going over on the heels, and all will be right in the world. But, you know, we just talked about three matches, Darren, but that's not even the beginning of the show, because now the show begins. WWE SummerSlam 17. Welcome. Woohoo! You've already been watching for two hours. But now the show begins. Oh, now we get to watch there, ten matches. Oh, God, if you're there. That's great, though. What time did you show up? You can't talk. You sat through WrestleMania 33. Live. I know. And that I was a 13 it. hour show. But not everybody is as stupid as we are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. You didn't mean today. People got wonky eyes. People are stupid. I, I You're not calling my... it down the middle. I You're am. calling it to the right. The right of what? I don't know, but not down the middle. You see, you're, you're no. lopsided. So, yeah. SummerSlam begins. We're going to dive right into some tag team action. The Raw tag team titles, which are much better than SmackDown ones. You can tell because they're actually on the damn show. Cesaro and Sheamus, the reigning Raw tag team champions, are defending against the newly reformed The Shield. 
Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins together again. And uh, it's nice. I um I, I did like the Ambrose Rollins reunion uh, that took place on Raw. I it it almost lost me. It got to the point where it was like I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. Stop. <laughs> and then it finally the, the fists come together and it was like all right, okay, it's still it's still cool. It's still cool. But again, it's weird to be like the Shield's back when a third of the Shield is not back. Um, but I'll I'll uh, I'll get to that later on. Because I think how cool would it be if if Roman Reigns was the last person fighting Brock Lesnar in the last in the main event, and then Ambrose and Rollins came out and helped him win, and the Shield completely reformed. I think that would be very cool. And the only way people would cheer for Roman Reigns. Right, it's absolutely the only way people would cheer for. But Roman But I mean, Reigns. immediately it's the it's the Shield of old, where Reigns the champion. Ambrose and Rollins are the tag team champions. Like, instantly they have all the belts immediately. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just give away your pick? No, I said it'd be cool if. Oh, okay. Though I do think there's no reason to get Ambrose and Rollins together and take this long get teasing them together, getting them together, for them to lose immediately to Cesaro and Sheamus. And you know what? Make, make them the... I feel so bad. And we've talked about this in the show recently, or actually a lot lately, um, there are so many great tag teams that are just tag teams. That is really, really good. Too bad we have this nasty habit of just putting two dudes together to wrestle all your yep. tag teams. Cesaro and Sheamus, case in point. Um, but Ambrose and Rollins, uh, yeah, I, I, I say put them over on Cesaro and Sheamus. It's SummerSlam. It's time for big things to happen, right? I agree. Okay. And I think it will happen. Oh, you agree still. I think it will happen. In Brooklyn, on this night, Dean Ambrose, the lunatic fringe, and Seth Rollins, the architect, will be your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Wow. I mean, I agree with that completely, but even then, I don't don't know. I can't trust myself. I can't trust myself either, but I I think it's going to happen. So we both pick the uh, two-thirds of the shield, huh? We do, we do. Well, how about that? Some something about that feels it gives me that feeling like like Steve Austin and Dude Love as the tag team champions. Like that's what it feels like. Right. Like a, like an odd couple kind of pairing. Yeah, even though they aren't an odd couple because they're just just period, they're not an odd couple and the fact that they actually were a, a tag team at one time. Well, it's more like I guess rock and sock connection kind of a thing. Where it's it's that they've they've gotten the job done before, so bringing them back together again is like, all right, we'll do it again. Where Dude Love and Austin's more of a one-off, right? And then like I'm not necessarily making that direct comparison. You it's just, just said, giving me that feeling. Okay. No, I mean that's what makes me feel like it's not a great comparison, but that's that's the feeling that I get because it seems I don't know. I've described it on I've described it to you in person a million times, and I've described it for our listeners on the podcast that. That certain feeling that I get uh, every now and then when I get really excited about a WWE show or a WWE pay-per-view. It always takes me to like being in a town that I'm not normally in early that day anticipating going to a pay-per-view that night. And that is the feeling that I get when I think about old WWF and them working like matinee shows. Like, go to Tallahassee in the late 80s and see 
WWF matinee show. Like, that's a really neat feeling to me, and it's a feeling that I think is captured a lot in the documentary uh, Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. Right. You know, you get that, just that feeling of, hey, it's a big company, and we're a big family, and we all work together. And when stuff like that happens, you can have Austin and Dude Love. I don't know. It's a really, it's a really strange feeling, but it, I don't know. It's the, it's very, very WWF slash WWE. I would never feel precisely that way about any other wrestling. It's a very specific feeling. And I get that from them putting Ambrose and Rollins together on this night. So it'd be pretty cool to go ahead and ice that cake with them winning these tag belts. They're going to do it. They're going to do it for you, Darren. (laughs) They're going to do it for you. Uh, moving on, we got uh, a match that kind of came about very recently, but it puts John Cena on the card. Baron Corbin foolishly cashing in his money in the bank at SmackDown Live uh, in the main event where General Mahal fought John Cena, costing uh, John Cena the match, basically, and, uh, you know, coming at General Mahal, I said, hey, he hit, uh, he started going to town with the, the briefcase on everybody and said, you know what, while General Mahal's down, I'm going to cash this in. I'm going to become me a SmackDown Live champion. Uh, didn't quite happen that way, of course, when John Cena popped up, got his attention, and Baron Corbin got rolled up by General Mahal for the one, two, three. Very sloppy, awkward pin. And I felt bad for Baron Corbin. And I, I, will, I do not use those words very often because <laughs> I'm not a big Baron Corbin fan. Uh, a lot of word backstage, though, is that Corbin was being punished for his recent uh, social media uh, fights he picks on Twitter. It was kind of a way to kind of be like, well, do that again, step out of bounds. You get slapped down. You get well, slapped down by the bots. It was a slap on the wrist. If that's true, and he was made aware that that's why it happened, he obviously didn't learn his lesson because mm. after this goes down with John Cena, he gets on the Twitter and goes to town talking all kinds of mad noise about John Cena and uh, clearly a man who has not learned his lesson about keeping his his personal feelings off of social media. Right. Well, we'll see what happens with Baron Corbin and John Cena. But that, I mean, if WWE is mad at him... I doubt they're going to let him go over on John Cena at SummerSlam 17. No way. I'm going to go ahead and go with John Cena on this one, yeah? Absolutely. 110% Cena wins this match. Baron Corbin does not have a snowball's chance Right, and speaking in of, hell. Speaking of SmackDown Live, uh, John Cena, after he costs Baron Corbin the match, kind of rolls out and starts laughing at Baron Corbin. And uh, while he's doing it, you may have seen, you may have saw this, the uh, fan of the audience... That's a it's a girl probably in her late teens, early twenties, maybe. Yeah, probably something like that. Probably late teens. Flipping off John <laughs> Cena. John Cena sees this and actually gets as close as he can to the girl who's in the front row. Basically, bumps elbows with her in a way to kind of let her know that he's aware that she's doing it, kind of a thing. And like, I don't care that you're doing it kind of thing. I actually thought it was kind of cool of Cena. It was cool of Cena, and it was ballsy of her because she, she did didn't not back, back down. down. No, no, she did not. So I guess you both win because uh, the girl gets you get to flip her off. You get to become a gif or you know whatever for for forever. But uh, John Cena didn't care. Welcome to Meme Town, Middle Finger Girl. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. But anyway, John Cena definitely wins over Baron Corbin. For sure, for and sure. <laughs> the future for Baron Corbin doesn't look too good. 
Uh, moving on. He probably on. doesn't have to wear shades. <laughs> yes. Because I don't think the future's too bright for Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, well. Um, moving on, we got uh, a, a good match here. We got uh, monsters fighting. I'm excited about this. Should I'm be, super excited. Should be a good one because we got Bray Wyatt, the Eater of Worlds. He's an Eater of Worlds. He's an Eater of Worlds. Why does he want the Universal, I guess, you know, you don't want a world title. You want the Universal. That way, it's like a buffet. Right, yeah. it's, it's a, he's gonna eat the universe. I guess having a universal title would be a lot like having a passport to many galaxies. Yeah, and that's exactly what that would be. Then as a, a smorgasbord, we're on to him if now. You will it'd be a smorgasbord for Bray, him to eat? A smorgasbord of worlds. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, though, Bray Wyatt finds himself against not just Finn Balor. The Demon King. The Demon King. Finn Balor. After pouring blood on Finn Balor on Raw after their match, where Bray Wyatt won basically pretty cleanly, uh, Finn Balor knows he must conjure up more strength to take on Bray Wyatt's evil. And he's bringing his alter ego, the Demon King, to SummerSlam. And this is the first time we've seen the Demon King since the last SummerSlam. Oh my god. So it's been a year, which... Terrible. I hadn't even realized it had been that long, but yeah, that's the last time we yeah. saw the demon. That's when he got injured, and he's definitely just been Finn Balor ever since. One year ago, Finn Balor won the inaugural Universal title and was injured in the match in which he did so, and as a result was on the shelf for far, far too long. Nine months, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't come back until after WrestleMania. Had a baby in that amount of time. And he has since to break out the Demon King. So I'm very, very excited to see the makeup, the get-up, the whole nine yards in the Barclays Center. Yeah, absolutely. And because of that fact that he's going to be all dressed up, he's got to win, right? Well, he's got to win. He's got to win against Bray Wyatt. Doesn't he have to win? Um, yeah, otherwise Demon King doesn't look like it's that big of a threat if he loses when he is the Demon King. Um, so yeah, we're going to pretty much say that Finn Balor's going over on Bray Wyatt, yes. Yeah. Also Bray Wyatt with the clean win on Finn Balor on the Raw following up to it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just say Finn Balor wins that match, yes. And you agree? I completely agree. And so far we agree about everything on this head-to-head. Head-to-head. That's right. Ooh, we're making some good time here, too. We're halfway through this monster. Uh, speaking of monsters, we got two more monsters fighting. Battle of the Bigs, folks. Oh. The Big Show versus the Big Cast. The Big The Big Cast. Big Cast. Couple haters. Couple haters. But it's not just a fight between Big Show and Big Cast. No, no. No, it is that, but... But they realize that, you know, they have too many of those damn shark cage toys left in the warehouse. We gotta sell some fast, so time for another shark cage match. Uh, Big Enzo. (laughs) Big Enzo. Big Enzo. Little Zoe is going up top in a cage. Uh, So, yeah, Enzo Amore is going to be hoisted up in a shark cage. Uh, which is as I as I learned Darren on many shows ago, uh, sharks shark cages are meant to keep sharks out. You don't you don't <laughs> put a shark inside of it. Yes, yes, we all remember. A little throwback there when I said that Paul Ellering was going to have to be 
put in the shark cage because he was a shark. <laughs> yes, they're not cages for sharks. No, it's it's to keep out the shark. WCW is the shark. John Tenta? John Tenta, the shark. Golga? Yes. The same. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, so Big Show versus Big Cass. And I've said since the beginning of this whole ordeal... That this is kind of big show passing the torch on the big is. cast. It is. It is for sure. It, there's a new. There's a new show. There's a new cast. Um, is big big cast mother named Mama Cast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> so uh, you think you think what I'm thinking? Doesn't big cast have to win? Big cast will win this match. Okay. Big cast wins this match. And I'm terrified to see what that means for Enzo. <laughs> both, both in the match on this night and in the weeks to come. Right. Enzo has enough backstage BS that which which Big Cass mentioned by the way yeah, on the microphone on Raw, and that was a little ugh. again. We talked about this before. We talked about this with Rich Bokini when we had him on the show. Uh, I don't know at what point. They decided to start addressing internet rumors, actual backstage heat, basically airing out dirty laundry on the air. Because right. it yeah. used to be like, don't you dare fucking mention that. You know, <laughs> their man's like, if you even say a, a word that even makes people kind of think in that direction, like well, sure. you're out, you're losing to whoever tomorrow. Um, so I don't know when that when that happened, but yeah, Big Cass's uh, promo we cut on Enzo was was, was mean. It was vicious, uh, vicious and delicious. It was Scott Flash Norton and Buff Bagwell. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like, it's rough. And it was like the third one that's been rough. Yeah. And personal and reality based. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Basically trying to make the audience dislike Enzo. Like and, saying, but that's but he's, a, he's a bad guy. He's not a good guy, everybody. Yeah. And that, like him, there's no. no way that Cass is happy doing that. Uh, maybe in real life, maybe he's actually uh, had no, it with Enzo. No, I don't think so. Those dudes are turkey tight. We're getting work. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Well, that would be okay. Oh. I always go back to the fact that I wish I could get worked again. If these guys could successfully work me. I'd be having a blast. That would mean <laughs> that I was actually enjoying the show even more than when I know exactly what's going on. Right. Well, we do think that Big Show is going to lose here to Big Cast. Yes. Absolutely. So, still, you and I are agreeing on everything, uh, so it's not the most fun we've had picking uh, our winners and losers on uh, pay-per-view. But you know what? We might have a differing opinion. We don't. On this next one, because uh, Randy Orton, the Viper... Uh, for getting Jinder Mahal for a night is actually taking on Rusev. The Bulgarian brute. Now, if 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 any match did not need to be on this show, it would be this match. You could easily cut this match because in you know put on a tag match or put on the women's match <laughs> or something like that. Um, I'm just saying. I'd say this is pre-show worthy because it doesn't mean anything. But having Randy Orton on the pre-show, that would <laughs> that would not go over with Brandy Orton. Yeah, I think this match should go the way of the Dodo. I don't want to see it. Would love to see another women's match, a tag team match, maybe a six-woman tag. I don't know. Any anything but a battle royal because 
I am not a fan of Battle Royals getting stuck onto the big shows. Not the big show. Yeah. But the large shows that WWE does uh, because it ruins the Royal Rumble. Uh, don't put a prominent Battle Royal of any sort on any other WWE pay-per-view. That's what I the agree. Royal Rumble's for. I agree, Darren. Don't but hit you me. got to put the talent put down on the lamp, Darren. When you look at a card like this, this card seems like it's going on forever. Oh, like you hate that. You and hate wrestling all of a sudden. And you a hate lot. Shawn Michaels, who died for your sins. He didn't. Is that You don't know that? I do know that. One, because he's alive. Okay. And two, they're not my sins. It's a compelling argument. It is. I'm right. It's fact-based, though, <laughs> so you can't refute it. You okay. can try, but you'd be wrong. Well, well, I may be wrong about that, but I'm right about the fact that Randy Orton goes over on Rusev. Am I right? Yeah, he has. To. Randall Orton. They've already, Randall Ortega. Yeah, yeah. They're sticking him here, which is fine by me, but I'm sure he takes great offense to. And so they've got to reward him with the victory. Yeah, and Rusev has not won in 30 years. And they years. don't care about Rusev. They don't so. give a shit about Rusev. Rusev jumps over to SmackDown Live. You think all things are going to happen for Rusev. T- brings his, his temporary tag team partner, Jinder Mahal. And you think, like, oh, they're, they're bringing Jinder Mahal along. How cute. Jinder Mahal becomes champion instantly. Rusev. Well, he was also injured for a while. He was, but they've just gone right back to misusing him. Yep. Rusev is such a, a quality wrestler. He's such a good um, person to have on your roster and they just won't do right by him. They yeah. really will not. And when I say do right by him, hey, he's happy. He's making a fortune. They won't do right by the fans. The fans deserve way better out of Rusev on their television. And they won't get it on this night because Randy Orton goes over on Yeah, Rusev. I agree. I agree. Next up is the United States title match. Your champion, AJ Styles, the champion of the United States, takes on <laughs> Kevin Owens, the new face of America. And how many times have these guys traded the belt now? Uh, Three or four, right? Seven? Seven hundred. Seven hundred or so. It's the seven hundred club. <laughs> oh, that's the seven hundred club. I always used to wonder what that was. I don't get tired of this match. I know I keep saying that, and I keep thinking every time I say it. The next time, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with that. I'm going to be tired of it, but really? I'm not tired of it. I'm really not tired of it. Look at you. I like to see these guys fight again. I get that weird like. There we go. That weird feeling, man. That weird like I'm at a show live feeling. I can smell the hot dogs, and like the weather's changing. There's orange leaves. And I'm starting to think about like Halloween and Thanksgiving, smoking peyote, and wrestling. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not smoking Uh-oh. peyote. Good, good. But that would make that kind of day even better. Like if we smoke some peyote. Easy, easy, teach, easy. Uh, so Styles Owens, do you think that this is when Owens gets his belt back? Because I do. Whoa! I think it's time for Owens to get that belt back because I think it's. Nelly. I think it's time to point AJ Styles towards a new opponent. 
who I think might be winning the title later on in the show. You've persuaded me. Oh. Maybe that was not a good idea. So maybe now, much to your chagrin, I am going to agree with you. AJ Styles needs to look to the future. Look to the east, and if you will. And he needs to think about the future. <laughs> and he won't be able to do that. If he's focused on being the U.S. champion. Absolutely. So Kevin Owens, yeah, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to go with the Kevin Owens. The new face of America puts that U.S. title right back around his waist like the belt that it is. Yeah, and also uh, we've got to mention Shane O'Mac. Shane McMahon uh, is also the special guest referee for this match. That's right. So just that extra added something... I think is is kind of like oh something fishy is gonna happen, um, so I I do think that uh, I I see like Shane McMahon like begrudgingly having to do a three count for Kevin Owens you know kind of a thing going on, um, so I, I think just just that extra little bit makes me think like somehow Owens is gonna pull a victory out even though Shane's there to call it down the middle. You know, as you would say, they'd steal that from us. We got they did. Hacked. They did. Um, but anyway, uh, also AJ winning the belt from Kevin Owens on a house show. That's a very temporary situation, if you ask me. It's like, a, well, let's just do it. We give him one. Cute. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we think Owens going over on, on uh, Styles here. I'm going to get that U.S. title back. And Styles will move on to something else. And we're going to move on to the next match, which finally we got some ladies wrestling. Uh, Alexa Bliss, who is a pretty long-reigning Raw Women's Champion, yeah? Oh, yeah. She's taking on DeBowis. <laughs> that is the boss. Uh, Sasha Banks, who it originally was supposed to be Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss for the umpteenth time. Uh, however, Bailey did sustain a shoulder injury. We talked about that uh, last episode, episode before, one of the two? Pretty recently. Pretty recently. So they had to hold a couple of matches on Raw to determine a brand new number one contender, which turns out to be Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, uh, pretty well known for uh, her matches on SummerSlam weekends. And uh, we'll see if Sasha can uh, pull out the win against Alexa Bliss on this one. What do you think, Darren? I think no. Ooh. I think Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I think uh, Alexa Bliss hangs on to this belt. Oh. I think Alexa Bliss walks in as the champ mm. and walks out as the champ. No. Your favorite turn of phrase. Uh, hey, Five Feet of Fury, she deserves to keep that that Raw Women's belt, and she will, because Sasha Banks with that belt just isn't exciting right now. Mm. And I like Sasha Banks, and I, I think it's going to be a good match. Here's what's exciting about Sasha becoming the champion. You ready for this? For a while, it was Bailey who had the belt, and Sasha was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're friends, but you know I'm coming for that title eventually." Yeah, got that title. Now it's reversed. Now Sasha's got the belt, so Bailey's got to be like, "Hey, yeah, you did pretty great there, pretty great there, Sash." Uh, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm coming for that belt. Come for the belt. Oh, I don't think so, a Bailey. I do not think so. Um, that was. Very good impersonation. That uh, was. I thought both for a them. second. I had to look up real quick. <laughs> I was like, what happened to Perry? The Booker T, though. That, that's pretty good. The Booker T actually is good. Booker T, pretty good. 
Um, so I think that's. Kinda... I actually did have to look up <laughs> to make sure it wasn't Booker T. It actually was Booker T. That's why I looked up, but I was oh. like, it's like who's sitting in my seat? Whoa, Booker T. Where were you sitting? WWE Hall of Fame book. I don't know where I was sitting. He was sitting on top of me, which was really weird. Uh, but anyway. Hey, you were always the chair. <laughs> uh, so Sasha having the belt, that's a very interesting thing to me because Bailey being like, what about me? What about me? Also, this may even set up a uh, another retur- return match with Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. In which case, maybe Nia can keep the belt for a bit. Alexa can help Nia get the belt. Because I feel like this is all kind of leading towards Nia getting involved in the title situation um, with Alexa Bliss's help. Because Alexa and Nia can still be, you know, evil evil buddies on Raw, with even with her without the belt, you know? Right. Now they just conspire to take the belt away from Sasha. So it still works, uh, you know, character-wise. But, I mean, I, I think Sasha just has this SummerSlam... She's like, I guess, like the the unofficial princess of SummerSlam, you know? Uh, yeah. So I think there's something to that. So I think Sasha might actually win, which means we disagree for the first time on this. Head to head. Yeah. More women's action. Naomi, who is the SmackDown Live women's champion, takes on Natalia. And it's very interesting that uh, I did not say Charlotte's name at any point just now. Charlotte Flair, not on this card at all. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know either. No Becky, no Charlotte, no, no, no happy, no happy Perry. But yeah, we have Naomi and Natalia, Which I'm fine with. And they may have kept Charlotte and Becky out of this because it might end up being a situation where Carmella, Miss Money in the Bank, cashes in. Her money in the bank. So here we go. Dream booking, Darren. You ready for this? <laughs> I'm ready. I have a lot of dream booking. I was born ready. Okay, good. Uh, Naomi and Natalia have a good match. Yeah? They're good wrestlers. Sure. Uh, Naomi beats Natalia. Carmella's music hits. You know, uh, Carmella cashes in her money in the bank. Naomi, who is exhausted, succumbs to Carmella. Carmella becomes the new SmackDown Live Women's Champion. And right when she's celebrating, bow, down, 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 Oscar shows up, and the announcers, <laughs> announcers are going crazy. Like Carmella, you wanted to become the number one woman in SmackDown Live, and you, you be careful what you wish for because you just got it. You know, kind of a thing. Um, so that'd, that'd be really, really cool. Um, if, like Oscar made her <laughs> because I want to see Oscar jump. Is, is the most important part of that. But also, I love Car- I like Carmella a lot. You know, I, I, I want her to go ahead and just cash in her money in the bank and just become champion. And, yeah. And do that. So, that's my that's my pick for that's what's happening in general. <laughs> but as far as the match goes, if none of that extra stuff happens, I do think Naomi's just going to go over and tell you. So. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I can't speak to the, the speculation on the, on the back end of it, but as this matchup is concerned... Uh, Naomi is keeping the belt. Now think about it, though. What are the odds of both women's titles staying on their feminine waist? Uh, uh, not good. On SummerSlam, no less. Uh, so you can't go back, by the way. It's too I'm late. Not, I'm not. No takesies, backsies. Well, that's the thing you got to... Folks, when we do this head-to-head... Head-to-head. Of course, it's a lot of fun. A lot of what we say is, is pointless and worthless and meaningless. Wait, you're having fun? But a lot of the stuff... I thought you'd be mad about the last thing I said. 
Uh, but a lot of this stuff, we have to think ahead. you got to look at the card and think, well, this happens here. It can't happen later, but it's probably going to happen later kind of a thing. So you got to kind of look in, in those terms. So you, I think that, you have to think ahead. You also have to think head-to-head. Head-to-head. <laughs> yes. you got to think ahead-to-ahead. See? I didn't say the other one, so you didn't get the, you didn't get the fun thing oh, afterwards. You didn't get the trigger. You didn't get the trigger. Um, so that's it for the women. Uh, so we got two more matches on the show. Two big ones, I must say, where Shinsuke Nakamura takes on Jinder Mahal, the modern-day Maharaja, uh, the reigning WWE champion, the SmackDown champion, uh, Randy Orton, unsuccessfully trying to get his belt back from Jinder Mahal. Shinsuke Nakamura is now the guy to go after Jinder Mahal, and I am feeling pretty good here. And I like Mahal just fine, but I think Shinsuke is about to take the title from Jinder Mahal. I have to agree. I mm. have to agree. First of all, I would have never, ever thought this match would make it to this night intact. One-on-one, no special guest referee, with Jinder, with the belt, with the belt on the line. And also no money in the bank, Baron Corbin, to potentially fuck things up. Exactly. So it wow, is, that's just, yeah. This damn. is a straight-up match between, I, between Mahal and Nakamura, absolutely. Yeah, and when I first thought this match might happen, I immediately said, no, it won't. <laughs> I, got, I didn't even have time to get excited because I was like, we will not see that. Mm-hmm. We will not see a fair... Uh, ending to a singles match for the belt. But now I think that's what we're getting. And I think Nakamura leaves with the WWE Championship. I agree. I agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great that it's these two guys fighting for the championship. That alone says a lot about where WWE is these days. It really does. It really so does. So a lot of credit to them, you know, having Mahal and Nakamura uh, for the championship. But also, I mean, I said this many shows ago, what better way to get Nakamura all the way over with fans who are still on the fence about him than have him beat Mahal, who most fans do not like? Act and actively boo. Act- actively boo. Absolutely. Every second he's on screen. Absolutely. And and Nakamura is stupid over. Oh, yeah. He's stupid fucking over. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, sure. which is great, and we knew it would be totally fine. And, you know, WWE, in spite of themselves... You know, Nakamura is over. Um, so th- that's great. But, I mean, yeah, what better way than to have gender lose to Nakamura? And also that way it's not, you know, it's, it's unfortunately there are some, like, cultural politics at work here, too. You know, that way just a white guy doesn't just beat gender. I agree. There, there, I agree. there, is, there is some of that, you know. It's, it's you know, as fair as fair. But, but, I, but I'm okay with it because this is so different. Oh, this is so so different. Oh my god! Have we seen anything quite like this? Because Shinsuke is just an out and out babyface, mm-hmm. but he is a legitimate um, immigrant. You know, he is Japanese from Japan. He speaks English. He speaks it pretty well, but he doesn't speak it like we do. He's too busy surfing to learn more English. So. He's a super over in Japan. And Babyface, and then Jinder Mahal is like, people boo him for all kinds of different reasons. 
Uh, and just actual racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people boo him because he's a heel. Right. People boo him because he's the champion. But I think it's amazing. I love Jinder Mahal as the WWE champion. And I love the fact that he's going to face Nakamura. Because I didn't think we were going to see Nakamura for a WWE title. One of the top two for a year. Right. For easily a year. Yeah, he got pushed pretty hard. I, I, I got to say. He and did. I think that that does continue. Nakamura walks out with the Universal title. Well, there you go. There you have it. That is it. We agree on Nakamura. So far, we agree on everything except for the Raw Women's Championship. But this final match, this four-man dance between the current Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar, with his advocate, Paul Heyman. Who's the best? (laughs) Takes on Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman. Four men. One match, one head to head. Head to head. What do you think? Diagnose this, doctor. Oh, God. Diagnose this. I Diagnosis W. The W's for wrestling, you see? Brock Lesnar walks out as the champ. Whoa! That actually is where I'm going with this also. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got to stop. You've got to stop No, because my favorite thing is... Everyone, is that your favorite thing? Is that everyone is so sure Lesnar is losing? Because everyone's saying he's going to lose because he has to go fight John Bones Jones in the UFC, or like you know Heyman said, if he loses, he'll leave the WWE completely. Yeah. So it's like you think he's definitely going to lose, and I think at this point, if if Lesnar loses, it needs to be in a singles match, one on one. It does. Someone and it, Heyman even said this on Raw. He said like. There needs to be someone who eventually can be a beast slayer to do right. it. It's almost like he was saying what I'm saying right now. Right, but it needs... Only he said it first and much yeah. better than I said. <laughs> it needs to be a singles match because whoever does it, whoever takes the belt off of Brock, it needs to be like pulling the sword out of the stone. Absolutely. It doesn't need to be a team effort with one victor who's not Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a one-on-one match and somebody somehow figures a way out to beat the Beast Incarnate. And someone's got to hulk up and take on Lesnar. Um, I do think Lesnar uh, retains the belt as well. Um, and, and barring, you know, the Shield having a complete reunion to help Roman Reigns out, um, I, I think I think that's the way it's going to be. I do think that's how it's going to be. I agree. As great as I think, you know, Braun Strowman is, as great as I think Samoa Joe is, um, and I'm kind of tired of watching Reigns and Strowman fight each other, but I I do think there's like a Reigns, Strowman, Lesnar singles match in there somewhere, you know, two of the three of them. I think think you'll probably eventually see like Reigns versus Lesnar at like WrestleMania or something like that. And also WWE is very dependent on Brock Lesnar. They're not going to just let him go at this point. Oh, no. They're, they're so worried about ratings now, they're not going to let Lesnar go now. So I do think Lesnar's going to stick around. I do think he retains that universal title. Yes, he does. Yeah. Hey, look at that. We got through the entire thing, and we only disagreed one time. So That's crazy, because they're throwing out 80 matches. Yeah. 
Exactly 80 matches, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the it women's... Is what? Is it 14? Is that right? Uh, 13 matches. And uh, only one we disagree on. That is the women's match for Raw. Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks. And that will be the decider of who wins the head-to-head. Head-to-head. That's it. Those are our predictions for both NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Three. And WWE SummerSlam 17. Three. Um, minus it's a three. A, it's, a it's, it's not a three. So seventeen three. WWE. And it's not the seventeenth SummerSlam. It's like the thirty fifth SummerSlam. Um, not quite. But anyway, uh, close though. Te- technically, what SummerSlam is this? First SummerSlam was in what eighty eight? Uh or I think yeah, eighty eight exactly. Okay, so twenty ninth. Jesus Christ, I'm old. <laughs> oh, it hurt my heart. And if you're old, then I'm really old. No, but you are really old, though. Hey. Hey. That was for Shawn Michaels. Anyway, that's it, folks. That's what we think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Well, guess what? You can let us know. How? Well, I'm glad you asked that, potentially. There's a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Refn Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, find us on Facebook. Like and share. That's always nice of you. We appreciate when you do that. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that uh, to our interns at Show at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Or, or come see us on Instagram and like our pictures. Lots of pretty pictures for all you boys and girls. All you hashtag dear listeners. Come check us out. Yeah, man. All ref and show. Blowing up that social media over there. Twitter. Twitter is getting there, man. I got a lot of people out of me on the Twitter. And enjoying that. And on the Facebooker. And the Instagram, of course, is killing it all. Because people like pictures. More than they like my musings. My hilarious intellectual nonsensical musings on uh, Twitter. Fair enough, folks. I can agree with that. I think I'm one of those people. And and that's (laughs) it, folks. Enjoy SummerSlam weekend. Enjoy NXT and SummerSlam. And we're going to see you next week for more Wrestle Talk on the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole ref and show. By the way, I'm Perry Smith. And I am Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you next week, folks. Later! Skies and sea.